0: Welcome to Enterprise Radio, the signature show of the Enterprise Podcast Network, featuring some of the most prominent business professionals in the world today, and now your host, Eric Dye.
1: Once again, this is Eric Dye, and welcome to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Joining us on the program today, we have Charlie Gilkey. He is a business author, speaker, coach, and entrepreneur specializing in leadership, teamwork, and productivity his new book is team habits how small actions lead to extraordinary results we certainly want to hear the details on this and mr gilkey thanks for joining us here today
0: eric thanks for having me i'm delighted to have this conversation with you
1: well i'm certainly looking forward to hearing from you and thanks for your time here today so you seem to take a lot of contrary or unconventional stances in this book i understand so where are these stances coming from let's kick it off with that today
0: Well, so many of the contrary stances that I take are just coming from the field, to be honest, Eric. Um, I do a lot of executive coaching and change management um, consulting, and so much of the actual practitioner work flies in the face of so much of the business, the standard conventional business um, counsel out there. And so, you know, I got tired of just having to say over and over again, well, that doesn't work, and this doesn't work, instead of saying, okay, here's what works. I mean, here's how we need to approach this.
1: Well, I'm sure you've seen a lot over the years, so I'm sure that this is a must-read, Team Habits. Now, why did you actually decide to write the book, Team Habits? Uh, what was the motivation there? Well, I decided to write the
0: book, Team Habits, because what I noticed, well, there are a few things, Eric, here. One is, one of the unwanted gifts of COVID is that it took all of our workways, which are what they sound like, ways we work together, and all of our team habits, and just threw them out on the floor. Said, you know what, that's not how we do it anymore. And we had to figure out simple things, like, how do we have a meeting now? Like, how do we actually collaborate on work when we're not in the office or when we're in this new world? And so COVID created this really important moment, you know, and as I was out in the field speaking and consulting and and coaching, my point was, look, y'all, if we're going to have to be making a new normal anyways, let's make it better. And how I knew how to make it better was not by trying to change the people on our teams, because, Eric, changing people is hard. It's real hard. But when we look at it, changing the ways we work with each other is so much easier to do, especially if we make the changes we need to be about the processes, the team habits, and the systems, and not veiled character attacks. And so... Eric, to your point, since it was time to create a new normal, I decided let's write. I want to write a book that helps people focus on the things that are easier to change, that are more enduring, and that make us actually want to show up and do great work together.
1: Well, we certainly appreciate your efforts here in making this available. Team Habits. We'll talk more about where you can pick that up at the end. So, tell me, what's the link between this book on teamwork and your last book on personal productivity, which I think? You can't get enough information on personal productivity, can you?
0: Yeah, so my last book, well, when I started my last book, Start Finishing, I knew that it was a part of at least a three-arc series. So Start Finishing addresses how do you do your best work? Like, how do you do your best work? And I knew the second book in that arc was going to be how do we do our best work together? Um, And so even at the time that I was writing Start Finishing, I called what's now Team Habits Start Finishing Together. And so, you know, the reality is in most workplaces, there's only so far you could take your own work and, and be a high performer if you're not interfacing and changing the team and the organization that you're in. And so you just have to spend so much time swimming upstream against bad team habits, against bad work ways. And so I knew to really help people do their best work, we had to talk about what it takes to do it as a team. And in this conversation Eric I'm going to be very clear for our for our listeners here by team I mean the 4 to 8 people that you spend 80% of your time working with and in that team you have an incredible amount of influence rapport coagency and support and we can change a lot of things at that level so if we don't like for instance the corporate pattern of the CC thread from hell and everybody knows what I'm talking about as a team we might have to look at each other and say, you know, we can't change the entire organization, but we can at least stop doing that to each other and we can at least figure out ways to cover for each other. So we don't all spend, you know, an hour of our day reading CC threads just to see if we need to read them like we have different solutions we can create together.
1: Good information. And thanks for that as well. Now, also at shifting gears just a little bit here. How did growing up poor and black in the South inform your work and what impact Does your background have on these days? If any, I'm sure you have something to say about this. Well,
0: I got to see growing up how people who are on the outside or who traditionally don't have power um, get included or not in the ways we work. And so we oftentimes the people who are closest to the work are the ones that are least apprised or advised about changes going on. And so it was always one of those things of being an outsider. It's like, you know, I'm here doing the thing. Why doesn't anyone ever come and ask me, like, how to do this sort of thing? And, you know, so being on the outside gave me that perspective. And even as I, you know, got more titles and promotions and successes behind me, it's always had me remember, like, look, whenever I'm leading a strategic um, retreat or whenever I'm doing an executive coaching, I'll always have, you know, the idea of, like, who – is not at this table and who is not being represented and considered and how do we make decisions and include them in decisions in the decision-making process such that work works for everyone and not just for those at the top.
1: Certainly do appreciate your visit with us here today. We're speaking with Charlie Gilkey, who is a business author, speaker, coach, and entrepreneur specializing in leadership, teamwork, and productivity. Again, his new book is Team Habits, How Small Actions Lead to Extraordinary Results. And he's joined us here today on Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Now, continuing on also, how does your military background inform your work and how does it show up in the book?
0: You know, Eric, thanks for saying that. We're also recording this close to Veterans Day. So I just want to shout out to my fellow vets um, and and thank them for the service that they did on that front. Um, You know, I think a lot of people don't understand how and how anti-hierarchical the military can be. They think of, you know, top-down pyramid structures and commanders and generals. But when you really get into the work of being a, a military service member, you realize how much it's your team, your squad, your platoon that creates solutions and works with each other and lifts each other up. And, you know, the the biggest thing that I've learned from being in the military is that even in the harshest environments, even in the most terrible of circumstances. We get through those by showing up and taking good care of each other. It's so much about compassion and care, and we do it for each other to a degree that it took me a long time once I got into the civilian workforce to realize, wait a second, these folks don't work and feel each other, feel about each other the same that I did when we was in the army. And that's part of the problem. That's why, Eric team habits starts the the major type of team habits that it starts with is around belonging. Now, belonging can go a lot of different ways, but I've experienced and have led and have been in teams where we were going to go to hell and back together. That was a given. So no matter what came up in the bumps and you know friction and tension of work, we knew at the end of the day we were going to get through it together and we can figure it out. And that so heavily informs my work on this because you know sometimes Eric the things that I have to push back the most on with interviews is they're like hey Charlie like you're presenting a very ideal of you know position of the way we can work with it you're saying we can get together as a team we can treat each other with good intent we can you know assume that we're doing our best we can assume that the person on the other side has their back and they're like come on but like is that really real and I'm like yes absolutely it's real or it can be if you decide. To follow the number one rule of being a great teammate, which is be the teammate you want your teammates to be. If we just did that, Eric, so much about work would change because when we show up, we knew that it was about solving difficult problems together versus the personality conflicts and tensions and sort of fiefdoms that can sometimes happen at work.
1: Some real serious teamwork methods learned in your time in the military. That certainly is some valuable information right there. Thanks so much for sharing a little bit there. What insights or practices from the book come easy for you personally and which ones do you struggle with the most? So
0: um, belonging comes really easy for me and my team um partially my background on some of the things that we've alluded to on this on this um call real quick um you know so just making sure people are seen and heard making sure that we make voice make room for dissent making sure that i actively ask my team to tell me no or to point out the problems with my plans or ideas right um and i'm the leader of my company so if i'm actively asking them to dissent if i'm actively asking them to sharpshoot some of my ideas then it turns out it makes it a whole lot easier for them to. It's not a power play. It's my request. So those types of things come really easy. And because of my work in productivity and things like that, a lot of the core team habits, which are the personal effectiveness habits that we decide to do together as a team, those come really easy for me. I still struggle with um, some of the bootstrapper mindset sometimes of like it's just easier for me to do it sometimes. And so I don't want to like turn that work over and then I end up buried and having to call for help. Um, and that's a victim of my own design. And sometimes when I'm moving really, really quickly, I don't do as good of a job of giving enough people time to weigh in on the decision and do their own research for it. And so I try not to give my team sort of fate accomplies where I've already decided, but then I ask them for feedback and then they know them well that I've already decided. So those are some things that that I just have to remember that, okay, Charlie, slow down. I know you've been thinking about this for the last three months, but this is the first time they've heard about that, and they need some time to think about this if you really want this to be a full decision or a project that everybody can get behind.
1: yeah. Thanks for your input there. Also, much appreciated. Now, you also wrote Team Habits while launching a SaaS company and growing your existing company. That's quite impressive. How were you able to push all three major efforts forward? I'm sure there's some good information there.
0: Team habits. I mean, I know that sounds cheeky, but we um built a team around, you know, people owning different parts of the enterprise and owning different parts of the business. And so when I set this out and I was saying to the team, this was now two years ago, Eric, it's like, look, we're going to do something pretty ambitious. Like we're we're still growing the company. We've got our new app coming out, and I'm finishing the book. I can't I can't be the spark plug for all of those things. We have to figure out a way such that other people can own their projects that they can make their own decisions that they can push things forward without me because i'm just not going to be available and so you know each way along the way it's you know every time we added a new thing or there's a new process we would pause well we figure it out first and like okay how are we going to do this how are we going to build good team habits around this like how do we how do we ever further get charlie out of the process and make sure that we're going forward so no way that i would have been able to do Well, I can't do much of anything at this point without my team. And that's by design, but also just being human. Um, But when we look at the extraordinary efforts that we've been through the last couple of years, it's just been, um, you know, using what's in the book to inform the work. And I have done this long enough to know that oftentimes when you start writing a book, the book teaches you what you need to learn as you're going along, or it makes you practice what you're writing about to a degree that's uh, much greater than if it was, you know, you had already figured it out and, you know, you're writing about something you were going through three years ago.
1: Charlie, great to have you on with us here today. Some fantastic insights here from your experience, and you certainly have a, a lot to offer here in this space, and we thank you for that. Lastly, as we conclude, what's the next big idea you're working on? Well,
0: Eric, regardless of whether I would like it to be the case or not, the next book is already starting to scratch at me. And it's really the the third book in that trilogy that I mentioned earlier. And it's specifically about what leaders and owners need to do to um, really have their teams perform their best. And I'll give the PS here, or at least the the the, the too long didn't read or can't read yet. It's let go, let go of a lot more than you think you need to let go of some of the information, the decisions, the control. And when you let go in the right ways, you will see your team soar and do things that you would have never thought they can do. And that's precisely the point.
1: Great to visit with you here today, Charlie. And I'm sure listeners want to know where they can get more information on yourself, as well as where can they pick up team habits and get further details online? Where's the best place to do so?
0: So if you're interested in the um, idea of team habits and want to learn how that that's a great fit for your team, go to betterteamhabits.com. Otherwise, you can find me at um, Productive Flourishing. And if you're on LinkedIn, you can find me at um, Charlie Gilkey, which is my name, G-I-L-K-E-Y, on that last name.
1: Easy enough. And, of course, listeners, you can find all links within the show notes of this broadcast for your convenience as well. Mr. Gilkey, all the best, and thanks so much for joining us here today on Enterprise Radio.
0: Thanks so much, Eric.
1: And you're certainly more than welcome. Again, we've been speaking with Mr. Charlie Gilkey, a business author, speaker, coach, and entrepreneur specializing in leadership, teamwork, and productivity. Again, his new book is Team Habits, How Small Actions Lead to Extraordinary Results. And for further details, simply visit BetterTeamHabits.com. And this is Eric Dye, and you've been listening to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN the Enterprise Podcast Network. Tune into our live location as we are streaming live 24 7 around the world at epodcastnetwork.com forward slash live. You can also find our live stream on iTunes Radio and TuneIn Radio, as well as the TuneIn Radio app for your listening convenience. And as always, we thank you for your support and for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Enterprise Radio. To subscribe to more of our programming, visit epodcastnetwork.com. This is the e-podcast network.